millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I still can't believe Christmas. That's what? A week away? Just over a week away? And before I forget, and on a programming note, we're not going to be here next weekend, Christmas weekend. White boy Malcolm X, he's headed back to Colorado, headed back to his parents' palatial estate in Breckenridge, going back to see his snob of a mother and his completely indifferent, unloving father. Just kidding. Having a little bit of fun at White Boy Malcolm X's expense. And don't feel too sorry for him. You should hear what he says about Mama Frost. Calls her a control freak and a wino. Which is, well, she's definitely a bit of a control freak. Can't argue with that one. She's lovable, but she's definitely a bit of a control freak. And, of course, she does enjoy her wine. Not that we would ever judge that. So, yeah, he'll be in Colorado, and I've got to drive down to New Jersey. Of all godforsaken places. Got to go down there for a couple of days. So, I got to deal with lollygagging, la-di-da-di-da, no rush to go anywhere, New Hampshire drivers through like three states. So like 20 hours just to drive to northern New Jersey. And Mama Frost is coming in from South Carolina. We're going to spend some time with the relatives. And she asked me, speaking of her being a wino, to bring her some wine. Of course she did. No, she's going to be staying with my aunt for like a month or so. My aunt is 91, not doing so well. So Mama Frost is going to hang out with her for a bit. And I asked her how many bottles I should bring her. And she was like, oh, just a couple which I think means maybe a case. But again, we're not judging that. And even though we're not here next weekend, we should still be able to do something next week before we both sneak out of town. White Boy Malcolm X, you're out Thursday, right? Friday? Ah, crap. That's right. Completely forgot about that. Having to take your tired gay ass to the airport. 
Like, I want to drive down to stupid Logan Airport two days before Christmas. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And before we jump into things, we here at the Miller Frost Podcast would like to wish Bob Barker a happy belated 99th birthday. He turned 99 on Monday, this past Monday. For all you millennial Gen Z kids out there, he's the guy who was on The Price is Right. Did that before, what's his name? Drew Carey. Drew Carey, I think. No, that's it. That's correct. And Bob, he hosted that show for 35 years. From 1972 to 2007. And I remember watching him as a kid. Way back when. That was a fun game show to watch. For a simple kid living in Spartanburg, South Carolina anyway. So happy, happy birthday, Bob. So let's just go ahead and jump into things. And White Boy Malcolm X, you have got to get your gingers under control. And no, I'm not talking about your Ronald McDonald blog doll. Here, how's this from USA Today? Report, Ginger Patriots quarterback Mac Jones fined by woke NFL for unsportsmanlike conduct. So unsportsmanlike conduct from Mac Jones. Ginger Mac Jones. Him and his tween boy face. His little baby face. And don't raise an eyebrow over there. That kid... What is he like? 24, 25? He's in his mid-20s, I think. But he has the face of a tween boy. Some pimply-faced little tween boy. Off to his first day in high school. Ow, luck. I get to hang out with the big kids now. But he got himself in some trouble with the woke NFL. He got sacked by Bill's defensive end, A.J., Oh, I'm going to mangle the hell out of this guy's last name. A.J. Apenesa. E-P-E-N-E-S-A. I think that's how you pronounce it. And after Mac here got taken down, well, it says here that he flicked the football, flicked it towards A.J., however the hell you pronounce his last name. And I actually... I was like, how do you flick a football at someone? So, I watched the video. It's only like 15 seconds long. And sure enough, he flicked the damn ball at him. Which the guy probably didn't even feel. That's how weak a flick that was. Clearly, gingers cannot properly flick a football. And so... Because Ginger Mac Jones weakly flicked a football at AJ, whatever the hell his last name is, the NFL, the woke NFL, they find him, and what an idiotic fine. $10,609. Couldn't bother to round it up or down. 
like an even 10 grand or round it up to an even 11 grand? No, not these woke clowns. Had to have that extra $609. Take every Benjamin they can get. You know what I bet that is though, white boy Malcolm X? That stupid fine of $10,609. I bet that's woke math. I bet you they find him like $2,000. But when they ran it through their woke calculator, it came out to $10,609. And you're a racist if you disagree, which is how woke math works. Make up whatever number you want. Scream racism if anyone says anything. So white boy Malcolm X, You need to go down to Foxborough, spank that ginger, make sure he knows not to do that again. You're a bad Mac, bad, bad Mac. Don't ever flick a football again or Daddy X is going to be very unhappy with you, which is how I assume that's how Daddy Dustin talks to Tom Daly, that spoiled little cat boy that pocket queen in a Speedo, when he gets out of line, spends too much of daddy's money at Selfridges, or maybe possibly, that's how you talk to your Ronald McDonald blow-up doll when it deflates. Either way, white boy Malcolm X, you have fun with that. From Gay Times, those girls over at Gay Times, Only 20% of people in the UK know about PrEP, poll finds. When I first saw this headline, I was like, holy crap, what kind of queen doesn't know about PrEP? That's like coming out 101, especially for raging power bottoms. And you know who you are. That's like you come out off to the doctor to get you some prep. I'm sure that when Goose Gantworthy was shepherding new gaby Colton Underwood around the community, not just when he was being a shepherd, but a guide, a mentor, especially when he was being a pimp, whoring Colton Underwood out To all those potential sugar daddies, I'm sure that Goose Kentworthy, first thing he did before strapping a mattress to Colton's back was to make sure that new Gaby had himself some prep. Like I said, folks, coming out 101. But then, when I dug into this article, they meant... 20% of all of the UK, not just the queens. So this includes heterosexuals, or if you're an angry gay who hates straight people, and you know who you are, that includes breeders. That's what bitter gays call straight people, breeders. So this number, I don't think, especially if it's a survey, for the general population of the UK, 
this number doesn't surprise me in the least. I mean, why would most straight people need to know what prep is? That old scare tactic. Well, the one they tried in the 80s and 90s, that HIV would jump into the heterosexual world, just didn't materialize. It's certainly there, but it's not nearly as prevalent, not even close, as it is in certain quarters of the tribe. And the other thing to consider here, and we had that story, I can't even remember at this point, maybe a year or two ago, it was, it was the woke folk in the UK. They were complaining, bitching, moaning, and complaining because white queens, evil, racist, whitey queens, they were buying up all the prep, not leaving any around for the BIPOC folk. So maybe only 20% of the people in the UK know about prep because all those horny white queens over there, those raging power bottom white queens over there in the UK, they're buying it all up before it can get even one speck of dust on it. Goes on the shelf, then gets snatched right off. And if it's never on the shelf to buy, how would you know it even existed? You wouldn't. So this survey... Makes perfect sense to me. From Zero Hedge, Project Veritas, Chicago Dean brags about giving underage students sex toys during Pride Month. And the Chicago Dean in question is Joseph Bruno, who is the Dean of Students at the Francis W. Parker School in Chicago. So Dean Bruno here, I guess during Pride, he invited some of the fine folks from the local LGBT health center to the school to talk to students ages 14 to 18. No idea what happened to the rest of the mangled alphabet and the plus, all the heterosexual kids with personality disorders. Maybe it's not that kind of health center. And while they were there, just the LGBT folks, they gave the students sex toys to play with. And play with is in quotes. And they did that while teaching kids about queer sex. And queer sex is also in quotes. And no, I don't know what those kids were doing when they were playing with the sex toys. There's playing with the sex toys, and then there's playing with the sex toys. I'm gonna, and I could be wrong about this, but I'm going to assume the former. Even if I'm right, though, just give it a few years. I'm sure they'll let the kids do whatever they want with the sex toys right there, right in the middle of class. Oh, we don't judge here. No, of course you don't, princess. But white boy Malcolm X, I do have a question for you. You may know the answer to this. And the question is, what exactly is queer sex? 
No idea. That's what I thought. Now, we're both big old queens, so we know about that. And I don't think either of us are gold star gays. So it might have been a while, but we've both been with women. And I mean women in the pre-2020 sense. So we also know about that. But I have no idea what queer sex is. Is that when, and this is rhetorical, sir, so just keep your pie hole shut, but is that when two heterosexual kids with personality disorders, when they get together, maybe a gender-fluid asexual hooks up with a non-binary genderqueer, well, maybe not an asexual, scratch that, they are truly the laziest members of our tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And for those of you who don't know this, they are the laziest members of our tribe because, generally speaking, they'll do no one. Bisexuals, they're kind of lazy and that they'll do anyone No standards whatsoever. But an asexual, meh, not in the mood to do anyone. So maybe a gender-fluid demisexual and a non-binary genderqueer. Maybe that's queer sex. Queer sex with a whole lot of super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. And I may have to start rethinking My aversion to the word groomer, I just, I'm tired of that word being tossed around. And over on Twitter, everyone's either a a groomer or a pedophile. Now, like I said, last week, the week before, I know those people are out there. I know they exist. And for the record, I hope There's a special place in hell large enough to fit them all in. But those words, they're just, they're bandied around so much. It just, to me anyway, it kind of numbs you to it after a while. Like someone screaming racist. Most people, they're probably like, there they go again. It could be a drinking game. Someone gets called either a racist, a groomer, a pedophile, a Nazi. Do a shot. On Twitter, over on Twitter, you'd be dead of alcohol poisoning within the hour. But having said that, if they're bringing sex toys into a school... Showing these to minor teenagers, letting them play with them. And what do you bet the parents weren't given much, if any, notice about what was going on beforehand. But if they're doing that, having a conversation around sex toys, and I'm sure they're like, oh, these are so wonderful to use. These come highly recommended. I am struggling 
to find a word better suited to describe this than grooming. Because that's what it looks like to me. Maybe habituating kids to these adult toys. Nah. This one, definitely some grooming type behavior going on. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's another one with that obnoxious word queer. And it's from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Star of Hallmark's first gay Christmas film. On how authentic queer story come to life. I wonder if Mama Frost is going to watch this one. Mama Frost folks. She loves her some Hallmark channel. That woman can't get enough of whatever dumbass movie like this, is playing on the Hallmark Channel. And the last time I was home, I had to watch like 10 minutes of one of those movies. Yet another thing I will never be able to unsee, like Timothée Chalamet, his emaciated 10-year-old boy body. Another thing I'll never be able to unsee. But watching one of these dumbass movies, it's like in just that 10 minutes or so, the worst acting, horrible wooden acting, the worst, most painful dialogue, the dumbest storylines, a Hallmark Channel movie, it's almost as bad as Riverdale. I'm just kidding, white boy Malcolm X. I'm just playing around. Don't get too butthurt over there. Folks, if it's one thing we're not allowed to joke about around here, it's Riverdale. We're already in pre-morning. Well, someone else is. For the upcoming last season, our last chance to see AJ KJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger, That delicious hunk of a ginger. Anyway, this one's called The Holiday Sitter. And it's about Sam, who unexpectedly finds love after roping in his neighbor, Jason, into babysitting his niece and nephew. So, two queens, of course they're queens, names like Sam and Jason, Babysitting some spoiled brats. Which should maybe just be a short film. If white boy Malcolm X and I, if we were babysitting a couple of brats, we'd probably wind up bludgeoning them to death, burying them in the backyard, calling it a night. End of story. Now Sam, 
That's played by Jonathan Bennett. And Jason, that's played by George Crissa. Have no idea who either of those two queens are. But don't worry, Michael Yuri and Billy Eichner. Both are big old queens. No gay for pay going on here. This also has Amy Good Murphy. She plays Jesus Christmas. Sam's lesbian best friend Ellie. I wonder if she's like a a happy lesbian or your typical cranky lesbian. That's the difference between hey kids, you want to have some fun playing a board game? Will I get drunk off a deliciously chilled glass of white Zinfandel? Two ice cubes? So a Florida lesbian. It's either that or something like, I'm going to beat those two little brats with a baseball bat. They look at me again. Although I suspect if it's a Hallmark movie, it'll be the former. No cranky lesbians. And you know who you are. None of you on the Hallmark channel. Can you imagine being Amy though, white boy Malcolm X? Having to admit to this role, being in this movie. Yeah, I'm the lesbian sidekick to two prissy queens in a Hallmark Channel movie. Please, just shoot me. And you idiots at Pink News. Now we've had this discussion before about you girls and that obnoxious word queer. Queer is a word used almost exclusively by woke members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, and by heterosexuals with personality disorders who are desperate for attention and who want to seem oh so edgy and cool. That's who uses the word queer. This thing, this silly train wreck of a movie, is not an authentically queer story. This is a couple of queens hooking up, although they both look like raging power bottoms, at least to me. So I don't know who's going to have to pretend to be the top. But this thing's nothing more than a couple of queens pretending they're in love while they both stay on grinder or scruff, looking for a better option, looking to trade up to some better piece of man meat. The only way this stupid thing is even remotely queer is if one of those two brats, one of them comes out with, oh, I'm a gender fluid asexual and my pronouns are zizirza. Then, and only then, would it be a kind of queer story. But that's easily solved with a trusty lesbian sidekick. So Amy, or what's the character's name again? Ellie. So Amy Ellie. This is where the adulting needs to happen. You can't rely on those two queens for anything. You, dear, if this pops up, bring out the cranky lesbian, put an end to its stat. 
And you have fun with that. And for our last story, folks, it's from Out.com. Those girls over at Out.com. These are the LGBTQ plus 2023 Golden Globe nominees we're rooting for. And I already know we're in trouble, folks, because the first sentence in this article, the very first sentence, and you can't make this up. These are your queer Golden Globe noms. There they go again. There they go with that obnoxious word queer again. As I said before, queer is a word used almost exclusively by woke members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, and by heterosexuals with personality disorders desperate for attention, desperate to seem oh so edgy and cool. That's who loves using the word queer. And don't even get me started on the Golden Globes. Talk about a fake award show. Talk about if you ever wanted to buy yourself a fake Hollywood award, all you need to do is give those corrupt pigs in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, give them enough Benjamins, give them a couple piles of Benjamins, and Shazam, you got yourself a nomination. Back in a Brinks truck full of Benjamins, consider that award yours. But here are the queer Golden Globe nominations that have those silly girls over at Out.com all hysterical. Aubrey Plaza in The White Lotus, and Aubrey here is a bisexual, so she's only a part-time member of the tribe. Still benefits eligible, but she's here when she wants to be. She's not here when she doesn't. Unlike the full-time members, like white boy Malcolm X and me. Next up, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. And he looks like a friggin' whale in this thing. And he's playing some tubby queen. So yes, he's playing gay for pay. We have Kate Blanchett in Tar. She's also playing gay for pay. And this white boy Malcolm X, and I didn't know this about her, but this is Kate's third time playing gay for pay. So she is world-renowned, gay-for-pay actress Kate Blanchett. Like world-renowned, gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. Good for her. We have James Bond, or I guess former James Bond, Daniel Craig in Glass Onion, also playing gay-for-pay, and second-time gay-for-pay with this character. There's Emma Darcy from House of the Dragon, which we both enjoyed watching. They did a really good job with that prequel there. Can't wait for season two of that. But Emma here, she is non-binary. Or they are non-binary. Or Zir is non-binary. No idea what her super special 
Pain in the ass pronouns are. There's Hannah Einbinder in Hacks. Another bisexual. A low bar, if there ever was one. How's this? Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere all at once. Which I want to see. Just haven't gotten to it yet. Both of them are playing gay for pay. But there's a twist here. They're only gay for pay in one of the multiverses. So part-time, but not part-time like a bisexual. And we're almost through here, folks. Three more. We got Zendaya in Euphoria. She's another one playing gay for pay. Or as they describe her, playing trouble queer teen for pay. There's Niecy Nash in Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. She's a lesbian, so a full-time member of the tribe. And lastly, we have Jeremy Pope in the inspection. And Jeremy here, he is a big old queen. So another full-time member of the tribe. So what do we have here? We have one queen, one lesbian, one non-binary, pronouns still outstanding, one, two, bisexuals, and one, two, three, four, five, six, six gay for pay actors, or five gay for pay, and one troubled queer team for pay. So in total, quick math here, 11 actors and actresses in total, or 10 actors and actresses, and one non-binary, if you want to get all pain in the ass about it. But you got 11 people, six of whom aren't even in the tribe. So more than half of these nominees, these, as those ninnies at out.com put it, these queer Golden Globe noms aren't even queer, aren't any flavor of queer. So I guess that begs the question, how queer can this really be if most of them aren't even queer? Answer, who gives a crap? Stop using that obnoxious word. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly queer nominee list from those morons at out.com, even if most of the queers aren't even queer, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.